This is episode number 72 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. What's up, guys? This is Gordon, and welcome to episode number 72 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. If you are a regular listener of the show, then you probably noticed that last Thursday, the 7th, I believe, of September, uh, there was no episode. We did not air an episode. And the reason for that is because I have a campaign coming up, a Kickstarter campaign. And to be quite honest, I just did not have the opportunity to record, even ahead of time. Um, I knew that the Kickstarter campaign was going to be crazy, and if you guys are not familiar with Kickstarter, uh, maybe you have never heard of it at all, or maybe you don't know anybody that's actually ran a campaign, uh, maybe you've never run one yourself, it's extremely (laughs) time-consuming. It's like, it's a lot. Um, But, you know, I'm excited for it, and I think it's going to be very, very beneficial. It's for a brand that I've been building for a long time now. Uh, It's called Sobam Gear Company, S-O-B-A-M, and it launches on Wednesday, uh, September 13th. But last week, the week before, I was unable to dedicate the time to preparing an episode for last Thursday. So anyway... I'm here today. Uh, There's something that I want to talk about today that I think, actually I know, I know most people, a lot of people, I should say, not most people, a lot of people uh, don't take seriously. And this is not just relevant to business building. So if you've listened to the show before, you know that we kind of, we have a, a variety of topics we talk about here. It's a lot of entrepreneurship, business building, brand building, stuff like that. Also, a lot of health and fitness. Also, a little bit of parenting. Right, that's that's kind of the the core, like the three pillar um, support of this podcast. And uh, you know, there's so many things that parallel between those those three things, which is why I think it's relevant to have them all together. I'm interested in talking to the parenting community, but I'm also interested in talking to them about those things, entrepreneurship and also health and fitness. But today, I want to talk about something that, again, is relevant across all three of those, and that is why mentoring is so crucial and why mentoring is so important. Um, I, I don't think many people really think that that's true early on. Uh, I do believe that most people eventually realize the significance and the importance of having a mentor or having a coach. Uh, but early on, I don't think people really understand the importance of that and they don't take it seriously enough. And I think what it really takes is that one impactful moment where you really realize that you did something because you learned something specific from somebody else, like a coach or a mentor or something, right? You took something, a principle that they either believe and so they talk about a lot or something that they teach a lot or something specific for your situation that they kind of dove into and helped you through if it was an obstacle or something. And you learned something specific from them and you took that and 
you, whether it was subconscious or whether it was intended or what, you were able to do something with that and have a significant impact as a result. In most cases, it seems like that's the type of thing that has to happen in order for people to realize just how important having a mentor is. Uh, I don't have to tell everybody how important coaches are for athletes. Everyone seems to understand that principle, but I don't know why enough people don't understand that that's equally as important in business, especially if you've never done it before, especially if you have no idea how to start, especially if you have started and you are stuck. Maybe you're in debt or maybe you have uh, some sales coming in, but you have no idea how to grow. These are situations where people who have been there, done that, can absolutely pull you in the direction that you're trying to go. But a lot of people don't do it. So I was willing to pay uh, some time ago. I was willing to pay for the opportunity to be part of a mastermind. Uh, I've talked about this before. I think it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Uh, This was something I I justified for the following reasons. One, I wanted to build a business. At the the time, I was at the age of 31. I have never built a business before, really. Um, I've done some entrepreneurial things, but I have never built an actual business. And I had the cognizance and awareness uh, at the time to, to know that I didn't have the ability to really do that easily, to build a business easily. Uh, So, you know, so what did I do? So I asked around, you know, I asked around uh, just on the internet, people I knew, and I didn't know many at the time, but people I knew who had started their own businesses. And uh, of course you can Google and read blogs and um, you know, there's a ton of information. Just (laughs) say this all the time, you know, just go on Google and you can find anything you want. Um, People still don't do it. I don't understand it, but whatever. So, you know, uh, the one one of the biggest things that everybody comes back to is having mentors or having a coach or talking to someone who has done what you're trying to do. You know, I'm not the first person to say this. Uh, I know, but but I think it's so important that I have to talk about it because it it absolutely is cru- critical. Right? It's crucial. Um, so what did I do? So I I went and I didn't want to find a one-on-one coach per se. I wanted to find a group of people that I could put myself around or put around me that would like kind of force me to hold myself accountable by, by them holding me accountable. And at the same time, use their experience as a group, like a multi-headed coach or a multi-headed mentor. So that's exactly what I did. And that's what a men- that's what a mastermind is, uh, which is, you know, in there, by the way, in that little that little run on just now, I, I mentioned having people around you that help you hold yourself accountable and hold you accountable. Um, that's, that's another critical piece too, that I've talked about before. I'm just going to mention it real quick is putting the right people around you, putting like-minded people around you or putting people around you that are going to elevate you rather than people who are going to hold you down or pull you down. Um, but anyway, so a mastermind is also a form of mentoring in a way. So that's what I did. So I went out and I, I subscribed to a, a mastermind group. It was a paid one. Uh, there's a million of them out there and 950,000 of them have a bad reputation if you dig deep enough. So just be careful. But, 
there are some really, really good ones. And the one that I joined uh, was great. And I met a lot of amazing people. And I have a, a lot of good relationships that have come out of that as a result. And also, I was able to get essentially an analysis done of what I was doing, what I'm doing now, you know, what I'm trying to do long term, and some of the ways that I'm going about that. And I was able to get feedback from people who have done that exact same thing, just in a slightly different field or a, uh, the, the same field, but just a different, like a different space within the field. And that stuff is priceless. You know, you, you wouldn't go and have an inexperienced electrician teach you about electricity or, or, you know, you wouldn't go and have a, any, anything, just think about it. You wouldn't go, if you wanted to take guitar lessons, you wouldn't go to someone who's never played guitar before, right? You want to find the guy, you know, or girl that's done, uh, has done it for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. And the same thing applies in business. Uh, so I interviewed a guy uh, a few weeks ago who's going to be on the show here very soon. And he talks about the importance of mentorship in a few different a few different areas but one of the reasons that he brought it up during our our conversation was he was talking about business of course but it it carried over right into to parenting a little bit and the same thing applies to parenting now parents don't ever want to admit it right i know that when my son was born and i was 26 years old i didn't want to hear it from anybody it was more like a i'll figure it out thing and i still i do firmly believe that you know there's a lot to that to just figuring it out you know we have the natural instinct and a lot of kind of innate abilities to read and understand our 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 child and kind of react to them and you know you're learning each other and you eventually you figure out how exactly to take care of them i get that and i can resonate with it 100 percent. but there's something to be said about the wisdom of people who have been there, done that. Um, it's hard to admit it sometimes, but you know, the people who have had multiple children and successfully raised them into uh, healthy adults that are, are happy and they look back and they enjoy their childhood and they're, they're genuinely, you know, decent people and, and have a, a, a good set of memories there. And the parents did a good job. Like there's something to that. Right. And, I, I learned that I don't know everything. <laughs> I learned that, uh, when, you know, when my kid was younger and I was stubborn, like I said, um, wasn't really excited about hearing from other people, how they did this and that with their kid and them looking at me and saying, Oh, you know, he's crying this way because he's probably just hungry. Well, you know what? shut up. I'll read my own kid and I'll do my own thing. Well, it turns out he was hungry. All right. <laughs> so that's, that's how that works. Um, it, it's parent, parents have a tough time with that. I get it. I was one of them. Uh, but it, the parallel is so, it's so on point with, with business building. And again, you can take it right over into health and fitness. There's so much of that that just requires the grunt work and you just got to figure it out and you have to understand how your body works and you got to understand what kind of nutrition works for you and, and whatnot. But at the same time, any coach, any mentor, uh, or like a personal coach or a trainer uh, is going to be able to help you out. It's, it's just the way it is. Are there bad trainers? Yes. Are there lazy trainers? There's a, a million of them. 
right? But just like everything else, just like what I said earlier about masterminds, there's always going to be bad ones. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about finding a decent one, finding a good one that can actually help you out. Uh, if you ever go into a, a CrossFit box, like a CrossFit gym, right? All their structured classes are coached. Now, they have a coach there. The coach keeps the rhythm of the class going, so he kind of runs it. But also, there's an accountability there, uh, and it, it comes in the form of optimism. It comes in the form of motivation, which is cool. But the same at the same time, you're, you're there to work, and he or she is there to help you through the class and also to help push you. And you want someone in that position who has been there, done that. Right now, they all need to get certified, but same thing with like personal trainers. If you're not into CrossFit and you do something else and you have a personal trainer, well, if your personal trainer has not just the, the test that they had to take to get the certification, but they also have an ex like a, a history with the type of uh thing that you're interested in, if you're into like I don't know bodybuilding or if you're into like triathlons or if you just want to get your your blood pressure down to a certain level or something and you, you know, you just general fitness, whatever there's people experts in those areas that have been there, done that and helped others do that. And they have a long track record of successfully helping people do that. That is the type of person you're going to want in that situation. And there are plenty of them out there, wherever you live, there are people in that area that do that. And all of those categories that I just brought up, where there are experts and there are mentors and coaches that are there available, they are worth whatever the investment is. And it's probably not absurd enough to the point where you can't do it, especially if you look at the return that you're going to get on it. Uh, is the ROI going to always be something numeric? No. So you won't always get, in this case, like a business building thing, you won't always see or be able to connect with a hard line, uh, whatever you invested in your mentor and whatever you got as a return on the output a year, two, three, or five years from now. Like you won't always necessarily be able to see that. But I can tell you that through a mastermind, which is full of far more experienced entrepreneurs than myself, I have been able to learn things that have changed the way I do business, sure, but also there's been a mindset kind of up-leveling as a result. And this is going to sound a little weird, but the more time you spend around people that are like how you want to be, uh, not necessarily like how they, how they act and talk, but like their bigger picture thinking and how they think about problems inside whatever they're doing, whatever business it is, uh, the more time you spend around people like that, the more you change kind of mentally, the more you, your thinking patterns change. And as a result, you start to become uh, so similar, which is a, it's an increase. It literally is. It's an increase in thought capacity, the depth of your thinking and the way that you analyze problems and the way that you analyze your strategies going forward down the road, uh, as well as your current state, future states. And you kind of always are able to analyze some of the previous steps that you've taken to get where you're at now and decide whether you want to make those again or not make those again based on the results you have now. So it, it, your, your ability to analyze the mapping of your actions 
uh, is it, it becomes kind of next level. And for me personally, what that has done as it has, it has made me an outsider a little bit. Uh, there are people very close to me and people that are not, I wouldn't say close to me, but casually are around me a lot, uh, that I just have a really hard time talking to now. <laughs> I, I can't sit and have a conversation with some of the people that I used to do that with. And I used to hang out with because our, our wavelengths are so far out of phase. Now it's unbelievable. And, and the stuff that I think about and the way that I think about things now is just so different from how I used to, which is how some of these other people that I used to hang around with more, um, think it's, it's just so different. We're on so such far different levels that, I, I'm almost ready to just kind of move on, cut the cord. It's it's really hard for me to kind of get together with certain people and bring myself back down a level and 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 be kind of at that lower level of of thinking. And I know that sounds mean, but it's it, it it's the way it is. And if you ever go through something like this, maybe you have already, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. And you know. This, this makes a lot of things make a lot of sense. Um, so, you know, I, I've known plenty of people my life, my whole life that have said stuff like, um, you know, a, a pro athlete will never marry a, you know, like a, a plain Jane or something like that. Um, or a successful whatever will never hang around with people like me. You know, like people, I've, I've heard people say that, you know, all oh, these guys are, you know, they're they're off hanging out with other rich people. Like they never would be able to hang out with someone like me. Cause I'm, you know, I'm just like a middle-class dude or whatever. And you know, the, the, the punchline there is you're, they're absolutely right. That's true. And it's because it's not, it's not because, you know, successful people or pro athletes or whatever have any less of an outlook on people with less money or people who are not doing as much with their life. You know, maybe they just work a nine to five or whatever. It's because they don't want to put someone like that around them on a daily basis because people become so much of the average of the people who are around them. You know, you've heard that saying a million times, you're the average of the five people or the closest people to you they want to keep fewer of those people out. You know, successful people are attracted to successful people. So entrepreneurs are, are attracted to people who are just extremely successful, not necessarily entrepreneurs, but just extremely hardworking, successful people who have big visions and they want big things and great things. And they, uh, they have a strong support system for what the other person is doing. You know, those people attract each other. So it's not just that the pro athlete dates and then marries a supermodel because she's hot, right? That supermodel who makes another $10 million a year modeling, you know, that's a business and that's hard. It doesn't seem hard, but it is hard. That model has to have their nutrition dialed in 365 days a year. That model has to be fit. That model has to have coaches of their own and trainers to make sure that they don't slip up and change. You know, that's hard work. It's harder work than people think. And the athlete, 
that might be attracted to that model isn't necessarily attracted to them just on physical looks or anything, but that, that lifestyle, that mentality of what it takes to be so successful in that field is, is attractive to other people who are successful and are grinding and hustling to do their thing. So I know that's a little wordy, but my point is the more time that people spend getting themselves to a state where they really want to be mentally, and they're able to think at a certain level and, and, and they've developed so much that they can make you know big decisions that map to exactly where they want to go. They don't want to, to downgrade that and go back to how they were before they learned all those things. And one of the ways that they would downgrade themselves is by spending a lot more time with people who are at that lower level, right? So when people have risen up a little bit, they don't want to drop back down. And what's funny is that after you've gone through that a little bit, you start to see it and you start to notice exactly who in your life is at that lower level and probably will never leave that level. And you just kind of rise up a little bit and start putting different people around you to fill the spots of who those other people were. Uh, Which is why a lot of people talk about the loneliness of entrepreneurship. And that's because it's true. That's because it's true. I've heard statistics before. It's like 96% or 93% or something of people are not entrepreneurs and the other 4% or 7% or whatever it is are entrepreneurs. And and one of the reasons is because it takes a level of drive and a level of like self-motivating and and self-starting that most people don't have. Obviously over 90% of people don't have. Um, It is lonely. I can tell you that one of my best friends who I've been friends with since uh, well over 10 years now, is not only not interested really in what I'm doing, but they talk down about it to my face um, and and doubt me and you know it's uh, it's one of those things that's it's actually more motivating than anything else. It's not hurtful. Uh, I've I've heard no so many times now at this point uh, from people who weren't being mean. They were just saying no or they didn't really care about what I was doing or didn't believe in it or whatever, that I'm kind of immune to it. And, um, you know, but I have, like I said, a close friend, you know, my best friend that, uh, that it it has such a, a kind of a negative outlook towards this, towards what I'm doing, just everything, the whole picture. I don't know, for some reason it, it's actually a, a, it's a push for me. It makes me want to work harder. It's just one of those things. I don't know. I can't, I can't explain it. Um, I love, being told no at this point, because I've said it before, it's, it's really addicting for me. That's almost like, that's almost like a shot of caffeine. Like second I get told, no, I just want to sit down and just push a little bit harder and get something else done and push a little further, uh, something about it. But you know, entrepreneurship is lonely, you know, and that's, that's kind of my point. So, you know, to wrap this all back around again, you know, your, your mentor, your leader, the person who you're going to go to for advice is never going to be almost in every situation. It's never going to be the best friend that you had before you started in the world of entrepreneurship. It's just not going to happen because if they're not with you in this journey and they're not interested in doing something, business building or whatever, they're not going to be the person that's going to be able to help you at all. In fact, they're probably going to hurt you. And that's another reason why a lot of people don't start is because they don't want to leave behind the 
relationship that they had with someone or a few people or whatever, but that's just a sacrifice that has to be made. So again, that contributes to the 97 or 90 six percent i'm sorry i don't know the statistic but it's over 90 percent of people who are never going to be entrepreneurs for that reason so you know you got to be willing to cut off people which i am <laughs> so uh as heartless as it might sound that's what it takes so um listen with that i'm going to wrap up this episode uh if you have listened to the show at all and you get anything out of it I would love if you could go and share this with somebody. And also, if you haven't yet, please leave me a review on iTunes. Um, honestly, that means more to me than monetizing this podcast at this point. I'm not saying that I'll never do it in the future, but right now I have no interest in doing that. And I have had offers, uh, but it's not really something that I'm looking to do right now. And also one last thing, if you are into health and fitness and you go to the gym and you're a gym enthusiast at all, go check out our Kickstarter. It drops on September 13th for uh, my new brand, Sobam Gear Company, S-O-B-A-M. And we have kind of our flagship product, which is a duffel bag. Honestly, it's one of the best duffel bags you're going to find for a gym environment. It has tons of room, intelligently placed pockets. Uh, It looks awesome. It's got the best-in-class hardware. It's never going to break down. It's going to last you forever. Uh, Just go check it out on Kickstarter, September 13th. And again, your support means the world to me. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, With that, I'm going to wrap this up, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Take care.